1: Jesus is a leader who is unsurpassed. He reveals, he redeems, he returns. And one day, he will reign
0: forever. That's Pastor Mark Finley, and this is Hope Lives 365. At Hope Lives 365, we believe God answers prayer. Keep in mind this telephone number throughout today's broadcast, 888-244-HOPE. That's 888-244-HOPE. Here's Pastor Mark.
1: Now learn this parable from the fig tree. When its branch has already become tender and puts forth leaves, you know that summer is what? Near. So you also, when you see all these things, know that some translations say it is near. But do you have a little number by the word it there in your Bible that refers you to a marginal reference? What's the marginal reference? He. So much better translation. So you also, when you see all these things, how many of these things? All of them. Are we seeing all these things fulfilled around us today? Know that he is what? Near, even at the door. So where is Jesus? Where is Jesus now? He is what? Near. How near is near? At the door. How close can I be to your house without coming in? At the what? At the door. Now, since he is at the door, what is his appeal to you and me? Matthew chapter 24. And we're looking there at verse 44. Matthew 24, verse 44. Therefore you also be what? Ready. Ready. For the Son of Man is coming at an hour you don't expect him. So when the world looks to the Middle East and sees confusion in Syria, when they're concerned about unrest and trouble in Iraq when they see Russia beginning to move into a Middle East crisis, when you look at Boko Haram and terrorism and ISIS in Africa, when you see global warming and instability everywhere, when you see famine and earthquake, what do we know? The world looks for a leader, a political, moral leader to bring society together. We look for a leader, too. But our leader is Jesus Christ. He comes from the sky. He descends from heaven. Now, there is a fascinating statement written by Ellen White in a book called Child Guidance, page 555, in which she says, transgression has almost reached its limit. What's transgression? What's another name for transgression? Sin. So sin almost has reached its limit. Is there a limit beyond which God will allow sin to go? It says, transgression has almost reached its what? Limit. So sin, wickedness, is not going to go on indefinitely. Next sentence. Confusion fills the world. Are we living in a time of confusion? And a great terror is soon to come on human beings. The end is very near. God's people. Are we God's people? What should we be doing? should be preparing for what is to break upon the world as an overwhelming surprise. We look for divine solutions to the world's problem. The world looks for human solutions. That's the essential difference. And so we are preparing for something. What are we preparing for? Something that's going to break upon this world as an overwhelming surprise. Now, how do you prepare? Prophets and Kings, page 626. Wonderful book, if you're not familiar with it. Commentary on the Old Testament. Christians should be preparing for what's soon to break upon the world as an overwhelming surprise. We read that, didn't we? What is this preparation? And this preparation they should make by diligently studying the word of God and striving to conform their life to its precepts. What is the appeal of the hour from the revealing Christ? The revealing Christ reveals personally to you and me the trauma of, Challenges and difficulties ahead. And the Christ who reveals the future gives us an urgent appeal to our knees, to know him individually. To open our hearts to him. To let him speak to us in the quietness of our homes. To fill our minds with the word of God. If Neville, blind, cannot see the word like you and I see it. Can commit his mind to memorizing the entire book of Hebrews the entire book of First John, if he makes that commitment to God, is that not a challenge for those of us who have two eyes to see? He sees, but he sees in a little different way than you and I see. He sees in his mind. Is that not a challenge to us? The revealing Christ speaks to you, speaks to me. To fill our minds with the Word of God. Four things about Jesus in the book of Revelation that sets him above all other world leaders. First, he is the only one that can reveal the future. Others may guess, others may project, but what Jesus says about the future is true because he is the way, the truth. And the life. But there's a second thing in those first five verses of the book of Revelation that I want you to notice. He is the revealing Christ, but he is also the redeeming Christ. There is only one that hung upon the cross. There is only one who had nails through his hands. There's only one that had a crown of thorns upon his head. There's only one who hung between heaven and space and died for humanity. There's only one who can provide salvation. No religious leader can do that. The scripture says in Revelation chapter 1, and you're looking there at Revelation 1 and verse 5, it's talking about the book of Revelation. It says, and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead and ruler over the kings of the earth, to whom loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood and has made us kings and priests to his God and Father, To him be glory, dominion forever and ever. Now, notice Jesus does two things there. He washes us from our sins in his own blood, and he makes us. He washes us and makes us. We come to the cross. We come there with guilt. We come there with shame. We come there with failure. We come there looking over our lives and acknowledge that the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Jeremiah 17, verse 9. We come and acknowledge with the prophet Isaiah, chapter 54, verse 6, all our righteousness, this filthy rags. We come with guilt. We come with shame. We come with nothingness. And we come and say, Jesus, nothing in my hand I bring, but to thy cross I cling. And we come clinging to the one that died. We come opening our hearts to receive his righteousness. The greatest need of our world is not peace in the world, it's peace in our hearts. The greatest need of this world is not an earthly leader who sits upon a throne, but it is Jesus Christ sitting on the throne of our hearts. The greatest need of our world is not a religious political leader, it's a Savior. The Savior Jesus Christ. He comes, hanging on the cross, offering to you and me pardon. Now, notice what Scripture says. Let's look at two passages in Romans. Something that we have in Christ and something that we do not have in Christ. Both of them are gifts. Romans chapter 5, verse 1. Therefore, having been justified by faith, when Christ died on the cross, you were justified. You were pardoned. But you cannot receive that justification that he wrought out on Calvary's hill unless you accept it by faith. Now, notice, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. What gift comes to you and to me through the cross? What is that? The gift of what? Yes, but what does the text say? You're Adventist. You give me what you think I want to hear. I want what the text says. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have what? We have peace. Do you have peace? Do you have peace? Do you know in your heart of hearts, in your soul of souls, that through Jesus your sins are forgiven? That through Jesus the gift of eternal life is yours? Do you know the peace that comes, that passes all understanding? Now, there's something we have and something we do not have. Romans 8, verse 1. Jesus is a leader unsurpassed in revelation. Because he's the only one that can wash us with his blood. He's the only one that can give us peace. Romans 8. Something we have and something we don't have. Romans 8 verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh but according to the Spirit. So we have peace and we do not have what? We have what? And we do not have what? We have what? Peace. And what don't we have? Condemnation. Thank God for peace. Now, when the devil comes to you and he says, look what you did three months ago. Look what you did six months ago. Look at how unworthy you are. Look at how imperfect you are. What do you say to the devil? Say, praise God, I have what? Peace. Peace Peace in who? Jesus. Praise God, I do not have what? Condemnation. We come to Jesus just as we are. But do we remain as we are after we come to him? Revelation chapter 1. He does two things. He washes us, and what else does he do for us? He washes us, and he, somebody said it, he makes us. Oh, I want Jesus to wash me, and I want Jesus to make me. What about you? Revelation chapter 1, we're looking there again at verse 5. And from Jesus. What is Jesus? The faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead. He is the ruler over the kings of the earth. There is only one. He is the unsurpassed Christ. To him who loved us... And washed us from our own sins in his blood. When he washes us, what do we have? Peace. What don't we have? Condemnation. And has made us what? Kings and priests to his God. To him be glory. What Jesus declares you to be now, he wants to make you. Jesus declares you righteous through his blood. And he wants to make you righteous through his power. Jesus declares you the Son of God and works in you by his power to make you the Son of God. Who is this Christ in Revelation? He is unsurpassed by any worldly leader. He is the revealing Christ. The one that knows the future. He is the redeeming Christ. The one that washes us and gives us peace and frees us from condemnation. He is the one that makes us what we long to be. He is the author and the what? finisher of our faith. He is the one that began a good work in us and will do what? Complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. How many of you know today that Jesus at least has begun a good work in you? Can I see your hands? He's begun something in you, hasn't Will he finish it? You say, I feel so unworthy. I feel so weak. I feel I'm not like Jesus. He has begun a good work in you and he will do what? Finish it. I praise his name that he will complete in me what he started. He is the revealing Christ. He is the redeeming Christ. And praise God, he is the returning Christ. Revelation chapter 1. We find all this in the book of Revelation chapter 1. He is the revealing Christ. He is the redeeming Christ. And he is the returning Christ. Revelation chapter 1. You're looking there at Revelation chapter 1. You're looking at verse 7. This world is not in the hands of human beings. This world is in the hands of God. Revelation chapter 1, verse 7. Read it together with me, please. Behold, He is coming with clouds, and every eye shall see Him. And they also, which pierced Him, and all the tribes of the earth will mourn because of Him. Even so, Amen. He's coming with clouds. Revelation 4, verse 8. The theme of the book of Revelation is that He comes. This world is not in the hands of a religious political leader who will usher in peace and unity among nations. The true unsurpassed leader is coming in the clouds of heaven. That's the theme of Revelation. It is not an earthly solution, it's a heavenly solution. It's not a human solution, it's a divine solution. Revelation 4, we're looking there at verse 8. Verse 8. Notice the end of the verse. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is what? To come. He is the one that was. He existed from eternity. He is. He's our heavenly high priest. And he is what? He is to come. Revelation, the 19th chapter. Revelation chapter 19. Revelation chapter 19. Throughout the book of Revelation, Jesus is presented as the returning Christ. His coming is the only hope of the world. The return of our Lord is the ultimate solution to the world's problems. While the world looks for a human solution, we look to a divine solution. Where the world looks for peace on earth, we look for the coming of the Prince of Peace. Revelation, the 19th chapter. Then I saw heaven opened. The world's filled with conflict, famine, war, strife. The world's filled with difficulty and challenges. The world's filled with social inequity. And should we work for a solution to human problems? Definitely. But do we recognize that although we work diligently as Christians to solve human problems of social justice and inequity and hunger, and although we try to solve problems of famine and poverty, and we do everything we can as Christians, we recognize that because of the... Sin of humanity. And because of the selfish nature of the human heart, these things will be with us till Christ comes. And we look not to the ultimate solution as a solution on earth. We look to the ultimate solution as a solution when Jesus comes. Revelation 19, verse 11. Then I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse. And he who sat on him was called faithful and true. And in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes like the flame of fire. His head had many crowns. He had a name written on it that no one knew except himself. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood. His name is called the Word of God. And the armies in heaven clothed in fine linen, white and clean, followed him on white horses. Notice verse 16. And he has on his robe and on his name a thigh written, King of kings and Lord of lords. There is one that is unsurpassed. Jesus Christ of come. There will never be a permanent solution to the problem of war until the Prince of Peace returns. There'll never be a permanent solution to atmospheric pollution until Christ creates a new heaven and a new earth. There will never be a permanent solution to the problem of justice until the one who is just comes to make every wrong right. There'll never be a permanent solution to suffering, sickness, and death until the one who is life comes to close us with the immortality. There'll never be a permanent solution to hunger until the one who is the bread of life feeds us with a heavenly manna and leads us to the waters of life. There will never be a permanent solution to homelessness and economic uncertainty until Jesus comes and supplies our every need in the kingdom of God. Jesus is a leader who is unsurpassed. He reveals, he redeems, he returns, and one day he will reign forever. Take your Bible, please, and turn to Revelation chapter 1, our chapter of today. Revelation, the first chapter. Revelation chapter 1. The book of Revelation is not about the reign of an earthly, religious, political leader that receives glory to solve the problems of the world. The book of Revelation is the revelation of Jesus Christ. It is about Jesus who will come. He is the one who's revealed the future. He is the one that has redeemed mankind. He is the one that returns in glory. And he is the one that will reign forever and ever. Revelation chapter 1. You're looking there at verse six, Revelation chapter one, verse six. Notice what it says. It says, last part of verse five, and beginning of verse six, that he is the ruler of the kings of the earth. He is the one that loved us, washed us from our sins in his own blood. He makes us kings and priests to his God and Father. To him, to whom, to Jesus. To Him be what? Glory. And what? Dominion forever and ever. Revelation chapter 11, verse 15. The book of Revelation talks about the one that will reign forever and ever. Revelation chapter 11, verse 15. Then the seventh angel sounded. How many angels sound after the seventh angel? He is the last one, right? And the seventh angel sounded. And there were loud voices in heaven saying... The kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. And he shall reign forever before God on their thrones. And they fell on their faces saying, We'll give thanks, O Lord God Almighty, the one who is and who was and is to come. The fundamental fallacy that our world is facing today is that it is looking to a human, religious, political leader to solve problems that are unsolvable except Jesus Christ comes to solve them. Notice what it says. The kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and he shall reign forever and ever. Before God on their thrones, they fell down and worshipped him. Notice, back to Revelation 19, but this time look at verse 6. We were looking at verse 11. Revelation 19, verse 6. And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude, as the sound of many waters, and as the sound of mighty thunder, saying, Hallelujah! For the Lord, our God, omnipotent, the all-powerful One, another way of saying it is, the Great One. The Lord, the omnipotent One, the Great One reigns. Let us be glad and rejoice and give Him glory. So here, in the book of Revelation, we see that Christ is the supreme, unparalleled, all-wise, all-loving, all-powerful leader. Any so-called pretender is a counterfeit. There is only one who can reveal the future. There's only one who died for our sins. There's only one who can change our lives. There's only one who will return in power and glory to solve this earth's problems. There's only one who reign in glory eternally. In 1715, King Louis XIV of France died after a reign of 72 years. He was called King Louis the Great. He was the monarch that made the famous statement, I am the state. When he died, his funeral was incredibly spectacular. You know, during his life, his court was the most spectacular in all of Europe. His body lay in this magnificent cathedral, and it lay in state in a golden coffin. And orders were given by his kingly court, who worshipped him almost as God. Orders were given that the cathedral should be dimly lit, with only a special candle above the coffin. At the memorial, thousands waited in hushed silence. Then the preacher got up and began to speak. And slowly, as the congregation sat in hushed silence, the religious leader presiding at that funeral went over and snuffed out the candle and quietly said, only God is great. Our leader, Jesus Christ, is truly great. He created this world And he holds the future in his hands. And in our hearts we sing, how great, what? Thou art. He has redeemed us. And in him we have peace and assurance, forgiveness, strength, salvation, and eternal life. And in our hearts we sing, what? How great thou art. He will return in hope and glory and give us a glorious tomorrow. In our hearts we sing, what? How great thou art. He will reign forever and ever and ever and ever. And in our hearts we sing how great thou art. He is a great creator. He is a great revealer of the future. He is a great redeemer. He is the one who will return and he is the one who will reign forever. We can leave this sanctuary with hope today, filled with confidence today. Jesus Christ is unparalleled. He has revealed the future. This world is in His hands. Jesus Christ has redeemed us. There is peace and forgiveness and strength in Him. And Jesus is returning. This world is in His hands. And He will reign forever. Oh, my Father, in a world of confusion, in a world looking for answers, in a world looking for moral leadership, There is a leader who is unsurpassed. Jesus, who reveals the future, gives us confidence and hope. Jesus, who redeems us and gives us peace, freedom from condemnation, and who makes us priests and kings of God, transforms our lives. Jesus, who is returning soon. Jesus, who will reign forever. Send us from this place today with hearts filled with love for Him, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: to share the message of His love, the power of His grace, and the hope of His return with people we meet this week. Mm -hmm. In Christ's name, amen. Amen.
0: Thanks for listening today. Don't forget that you can find today's broadcast online at hopelives365.com. Survival is big business these days. People spend thousands of dollars on wilderness survival camps. They want to learn how to survive in light of all of these unprecedented natural disasters and the potential for nuclear attack. But there's one area that most people don't give much thought to, and that is spiritual survival. Pastor Mark's book, The Ultimate Survivor, will provide you with practical steps on how you can survive spiritually. And call right now to get that book. We'd love for you to have a copy. Don't forget that our prayer team is also available at that number 24-7 to pray with you. Join us again next time on Hope Lives 365.